It's a terrible football show, all right? I want whatever you guys are smoking right now. Come on, Shane. You. OH. Yeah. Oh, baby, go. yeah! <laughs> Shane, I swear to God. Welcome to a terrible football show. That's my quarterback and my teammate, man. <laughs> Ruins my fucking holiday every damn year. Alex, what up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass. Why not let us decide the top four? Yeah, let a terrible football show. Let a terrible football decide the top four. Show. Fuck you, Shane. <laughs> Roll Todd. Have a good one, guys. Oh, Have a good oh, 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 yeah, he's got to go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, you know, I like that Baker Mayfield and myself, man. He was baking up there in the Browns, and it just turned into a big old shit pile. So- <laughs> Get that right. I will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's successful at just giving his terrible opinions, so why can't I? It's a terrible football show, after all. Welcome to a Terrible Football Show, episode 70. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today, whether you're watching this live or watching this after the fact or listening to it after the fact on the many audio platforms that we're on. We appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, it's just me and Shane this week. Of course, Jacob is on a very lovely vacation, I hope, and I hope he's having an absolutely wonderful time. And Ricky had some stuff pop up, uh, you know, involving some of, uh, like, the referee stuff that he's been doing and everything. He might not be available next week either, uh, but me and Shane hold it down this week. Shane, buddy, how you doing, my guy? Doing all right, doing uh, doing all right. Looking back to uh, you know, getting back to the OGs here. Just me and you. That's true. Walk, we're gonna gonna rock out. Uh, That's true. Episode what seventy? Seventy. So yeah, man, seventy episodes. You know, there's. I was thinking about this earlier when I was uh, you know, getting the episode title and stuff. I'm just like, man, you know, there's gonna come a time where episode numbers won't be a thing anymore because we're gonna be hopefully at some point a daily show and it's just gonna be based on the date. So, you know, enjoy the episode numbers while we got them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, today's episode, of course, AFC predictions, uh, which will also include like our Super Bowl predictions based on who we had going to the Super Bowl in the NFC last week, uh, as well as award winners as well. Just kind of throw something out there for award winners. Next week begins our two weeks of college football. Uh, Next week, we got group of five going over conference winners and our favorite or second favorite teams if they're Apple in that situation. Uh, and the week after that, uh, Power Five, even though Power Five kind of feels like a dead term now. Not kind of. It does feel like a dead term now, but Power Five is still what we're calling it. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks from now, we'll go through some Power Five stuff, which I think that is the episode that Ricky will be back. And he's already said last week, he sent me in text earlier that he's definitely got some stuff that's going to upset Jacob specifically. So can't wait for that. And probably uh, and Shane, maybe you too. We'll see. <laughs> he may have yeah, something we'll to upset we'll you. We'll see. Uh, but no, I'm uh, looking forward to today's episode for sure because AFC is just like a powerhouse. You know, we did have the NFC win the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago with the Rams, but I mean, the AFC just across the board is such a such a powerful conference. Uh, and and you know, I'm looking forward to kind of breaking it down and just going through it. Uh, I sure. do I do have uh, all the boys' predictions as well, uh, so I'll be reading those off as we go. Uh, Ricky sent me an email for his earlier. Jacob sent me a list for his uh, earlier uh, last week, and I still have Steve's from a couple weeks back. And I do want to shout out uh, for Jacob. When he sent me his list, he he sent us a Google Doc, and he told me, do not open it until Tuesday. Jacob, if you're listening, I want you to know I did not open it until I got out here. So I don't know what's on here, Jacob. I pay, I paid respects to your request. I have no idea what's on here besides the first three conferences that I see. I don't know anything else. I guess I don't know the bottom conference or anything. But, uh, yeah, definitely look forward to getting into it. Um, one thing that I definitely want to shout out, of course, is our uh, poll predictions. You can join those for free. I got links down in the description below for college football and pro. You can join for free, compete against us, compete for a prize. Uh, it's just predicting games every single week. It's a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to all of our winners last year. Uh, hopefully, I'll be taking home a crown this year. Looking forward to it. Uh, Shane, hopefully, you can take home a crown. But, I mean, why do you care? You already took home a crown in fantasy and got some money. So, you you, you know, you, you, you set and pretty. You know, this year is just extra bonus for you. 
but hopefully one of us can take home a crown this year. Uh, Jacob and Ricky both took home a crown last year, so shout out to that. But, yeah, uh, you can join in the polls, compete against us. Uh, join the Discord, come chat with us, be part of the show. We'll pull you up as a guest caller, so a lot of good stuff there. And, of course, check out uh, Agent Inc. Pick up a jersey like I'm rocking right now. We have some of the best jerseys on the entire store, and we'd 100% appreciate that support. Uh, well, Shane, before we jump into AFC stuff, you got anything that you want to shout out? Uh, I guess the only thing that I saw is that uh, we did get um, – I'm going to air quote it because I'm not – I'd believe it when I see it sort of situation. But we got air quote official confirmation that, um, you know, a college football game is coming out next summer from EA Sports. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. That's why I want to do the air quotes. But shout out to that, I guess. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, it was supposed to be released, what, this fucking... year? last month yeah so i mean yeah i mean i'll believe it when i see it but you know they kind of gave my hopes up when they said oh it's delayed until at least 2024 so i mean we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see and then of course massive shout out to uh conference realignment in college football you know we're not going to dive into it today but uh, i'm definitely itching to chat about it over the next two weeks yeah, the yeah. only thing I'll say about that is ATFS predicted it. The Pac-12 is going to die. Yeah, we did. I mean, we, we I don't know when. We, we did it a while ago, but, I mean, it was, the writing was on the wall with the media deal and everything and just seeing U, uh, USC and UCLA wanting to you know bounce and Oregon and Washington wanting to fall behind them, and then everyone else started going. And now it's down to the Pac-4, which includes my beeves. I feel bad for the beeves and – the Cougs, man, they're just going to get shafted in this whole situation. Uh, Stanford, I think, will find a home. Stanford, you know, uh, just based on academics and what they bring to the table with other athletics. I mean, I understand football's the big money maker, but you got to think, coming out of Stanford, man, they have like Olympic gold medalists that are coming out of there. You know, you've got an excellent basketball program for women's basketball. Um, I think they have a good softball program as well. You know, they, they've got a lot of stuff going for them. Now, Cal, my guy, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Cal. Like I'm, I was, I've been reading comments on Cal online about it, and I, I see even people from the area and people that went to Cal, but they're just like, I fully believe all athletics will get canned after so long. Like they, they, they don't bring anything to the table to any conference, in my opinion. Because like I, now I didn't fact check any other, athlete, you know, academic, you know, athletic programs they have. I don't know how good they are, but like as far as off the top of my head, just roughly kind of kind of paying attention to other college sports i don't see cal anywhere uh, so i do kind of question where uh, what cal brings to the table cal is going to be the one that that's going to be the big question mark if they even make it out of this you know what i mean yeah i mean the thing is i honestly think i mean just of what we predicted i don't even know how many months ago but it's going to come down there's going to be two major conferences yeah and then there's going to be like little bitty conferences kind of maybe dispersed here and there maybe um because i just don't see teams like you know some teams in the mountain west some teams in the mac or the the sun Belt. like i don't see them being able to bring much to like what i think is going to be the two big conferences right and i think it's going to be pretty much divided uh eventually to like basically a north and a south yeah pretty much um and they may divide it up more up into four, kind of like what we see somewhat in the NFL. But, I mean, eventually I think there's going to be at least just two major conferences and everybody else is kind of fend for themselves. I, I, kind of I, like uh, mid-majors or whatever. See, that, that, and that's what I sent in our Discord, which you can join. Make sure to join. Uh, where, in my opinion, I think what, with how the conference alignment is, is going and where we're kind of going with it, I, th I think a direction that needs to be looked at is basically breaking divisions one up into three different subsections versus two, where it's, you know, FBS and FCS. I think it needs to be broken up into, like, Division 1A, Division 1B, Division 1C. Division 1C essentially being what FCS is now, Division 1A being, air quotes, kind of what FBS is now, and Division 1B being a newly made version of Division 1. It's basically all the leftover teams uh, from the FBS, you know, the ACC teams no one's going to want, the, the Pac-4 uh, the Mountain West, the Conference USA's, the Sun Belts, the Americans, you know, all those, I, like be basically 1B and give them their own championship series, you know, where you have an F, you know, you have the Division 1C champion, which would essentially be the FCS champion we know today, which I think was South Dakota State last year. 
and then you have whatever champion would win in Division One B, and then whoever would win in One A, so like Georgia, for example. Like I think that should be a future to consider because I mean, the more that uh, this conference realignment goes, the more that you're just going to see SEC, Big Ten. Uh, if Big Twelve can produce legitimate championship contenders. TCU was kind of my, obviously a one-off and got their shit wrecked. If they can produce legitimate championship contenders, then okay, sure, we have a big three of conferences. Uh, ACC, I know, is there, but I'm not really counting them because we know Florida State wants out, Miami wants out, Clemson wants out, North Carolina wants out. Once that happens, that conference is dead. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, so then um, we're looking at three conferences. Yeah. and If Big and 12 can then, predict, you know, competitors. That's the thing. Yeah, and, and even then, like, each conference would have, what, 16 to 18 teams yeah. apiece? Yeah, exactly. If not more? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. College football, love it. But, man, it's changing in a disappointing way. And, you know, it is what it is. But, no, definitely looking forward to chatting about that over the next two weeks. A uh, lot to chat about uh, in terms of the college football landscape. But uh, let's finish things up strong here with pro football. You know, we had uh, the Hall of Fame game. Shout out to the lights going off and people getting a good shot of Aaron Rodgers in the dark. That meme just came back around full circle in beautiful fashion. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to the Hall of Fame game. Uh, you know, a lot of people tuned in because people want football. We all, I want football. We all want football. It's coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh Let's do uh, let's do AFC predictions. Uh, I don't really know what conference we want to start in. Shane, pick a conference. I mean, pick a division. Pick a division. You pick. Let's start. Um, let's do the much anticipated AFC East. Fuck AFC it. Let's, East. Let's start strong here. All right. Now here is the question: How do we want to go about this? Because my I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, do you want me to kind of go through all the boys' stuff and then we get to our stuff for each division? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's do that. Let's do that. I'll start with uh, start with Steve because Steve is you know he just sent me his records. He didn't send me any extra thoughts. The boys, uh, uh, Jacob and uh, Ricky, I got I got stuff. If they didn't say I had to read it, but I will I will read it for the most part. If if the show gets too long, I may not read it all, but we'll see. Uh, in Steve's case, he has the Jets coming in with a fifteen and two. Uh, Bills with a thirteen four. Uh, Dolphins with a twelve and five, and the Patriots. One in sixteen, <laughs> Steve. My God, Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, that's not even the worst part. Wait till you hear. <laughs> wait till you hear his AFC West. I just noticed it. Holy shit! All right, let's drop over to uh, Ricky. Let's see AFC East. Here we go. Uh, so his AFC East headline quote: Can't believe I'm falling for this Aaron Rodgers crap. Uh, Jets are going to win the East, but it's going to be highly competitive. In my opinion, the Jets schedule does a ton of favors for them. I agree 1 million percent on that one. Uh, Miami could be a sneaker once again, but Tua can't stay healthy. My biggest takeaway, my biggest may surprise anyone, the Bills will miss the playoffs. You know, Ricky, if you're listening to this, which I know you do, I know you listen to shows afterwards, I want you to know that our residential Buffalo Bills fan, Tyler, has been beating that drum for like, probably six months now that he thinks the bills are going to miss the playoffs this year. So you may not be super far fetched on that one for his records. He has the jets going 12 and five, the dolphins 11 and six, the bills 10 and seven and the Patriots eight and eight, which I would assume he meant eight and nine, of course. Uh, and then going over to Jacob, Jacob has the bills winning the division at 11 and six uh, dolphins and jets, both at a 10 and seven and the Patriots at a seven and 10. Uh, his key takeaway is health permitting the Miami Dolphins offense, also known as a track team, will continue to lap their opposition in 2023 with additions of the defensive coordinator Vic Fangio and cornerback Jalen Ramsey. But corner, but Jalen Ramsey, let's remind everyone, he's not probably going to come back to this team until like November or December based on injuries. Keep that in mind. Miami's defense should catch up to all their star-studded offense and form an incredibly dangerous team, of course. Tua has to stay healthy. He has showed he's a franchise quarterback talent last year, but tough end of the season. But even though that's the case, he still has the Bills coming out on top. Uh, so for me, uh, first and foremost, I want to say, based on everyone's thoughts in this division, I feel like, I don't know yours yet, Shane, but I, I, I'm i kind of in line with them where I think the Patriots will come in last and then the other three spots I think are literally get just a game or two apart where they could just be, kind of be all over the place, you know? Uh, so for me, I've got the Jets going 13-4. and four. I have the Dolphins going 12-5. and five. The Bills 11-6, and six, or I guess 11-7, and seven, yeah. Uh, no, is it 11-6 or 11-7? and seven? 
It's eleven and six. Eleven and six. Eleven and six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the Patriots six and eleven. So I, I definitely see a decline for the Patriots this year, but it's not because the Patriots is like necessarily a bad team. I just think their division's too good because I have the Patriots going one and five in the division. I mean, that's most that's most of their losses right there. Um, you know, I am jumping on board with the Aaron Rodgers bandwagon. I think the Dolphins are going to be a very good team of two and stay healthy. And with how my uh, records played out, even though the Bills are eleven and six, I do have the Bills missing the playoffs. I have uh, you know the Jets and the Dolphins are playoff clinched. You, you know, you'll hear soon who else I've got going to the playoffs, but I do have the Bills uh, missing the playoffs. I think uh, I really do think between Jets, Dolphins, and Bills, it's going to be a very Highly competitive division, probably the most highly competitive division in all of the NFL for this upcoming season. Yeah, I would agree. Um, my thing is, I, I think two of these teams are in competition right now, not only to win the division, um, which the Dolphins can compete to, but I just don't know if they can stay healthy right now, especially like you said with Jalen Ramsey, gone pretty, pretty much gone for half the season. Yep. Uh, who knows if Tua can stay healthy. Um, so to me, it's a, it's a two, two horse fight right now. Um, and honestly, I think who wins that fight depends on who wins the fight before the season even gets started or even maybe early into the season. Cause I think whoever signs Dalvin cook is going to get the upper hand. Right. Cause both of these teams are missing that running back to kind of push them over the level. I know the Jets probably have a little bit deeper as far as they're pro- probably more comfortable with their with their backs, they like the group of backs they have, because I think they have like four right now or something ridiculous. Um, and they, I know they just drafted Brees Hall, but again, a rookie running back. Um, but yeah, I have the Patriots, bottom of, the, uh, bottom of it. I have them going five and 12. Um, Dolphins third at... Uh, seven and ten, and then uh, I I think the Jets signed Dalvin Cook and make the too. make the difference. Um, so therefore I'm gonna have the Bills second at um eleven and six, and the Jets twelve and five. Okay. Um, but but I think the Bills do make the playoffs. I think that even 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 with that team, I think I still think that team's just too talented to not make the playoffs. Right. I think they they sweep everybody in the division, probably except for maybe the Jets. And I think if they can split with the Jets, I think they can get in. Yeah. Um, so for me and how I have these teams going, I have the Jets going like four and two, four and uh, Dolphins four and two, and Bills three and three. So, like, you know, looking at the the Jets, I had, uh, in terms of division, I had them losing at home, uh, losing in Miami, and losing them and losing in Buffalo. And that's their two losses there. And then they, they take the home wins. Uh, for the Dolphins, uh, you know, again, they, you know, Dolphins lose in New York. And uh, what was the other loss that I had lined out for a division? Oh, I had the Patriots sneaking one. You know, which is something up at the Patriots would do. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, this is going to be the the most highly contested, um, you know, conference that, that there is. I think the Bills. There, I think there's some. I think there's some games on here that the Bills could drop. You know, like I, I think Week Five, and I'm not saying this is a fan of the team. I'm saying this for multiple reasons. Uh, week five, Jacksonville and Buffalo in London. I, I think that's a game that the Bills can lose, and Jacksonville is going to catch that dub. Which you know, if that happens, you know what's wild though, and this is going to—I feel like—going to be one of the biggest factors for why we may see the Bills miss the playoffs. You look at their first five games, right? You have Monday night in New York. I've got the Jets winning. You have the next week with the Raiders, easy win for the Bills. Next week, Commanders, easy win for the Bills, and then Week Four. Dolphins in Buffalo, but Dolphins. I've got Dolphins winning. Week five in London against the Jags. I got Jags winning. So you're starting off two and three, you know, after the first five weeks. Then you can go on a little bit of a stretch, sure. And then you just hit back to back whammies with Philly and KC that I've got them losing both games um, in yeah. weeks uh, 12 and week 14. They have a bye week, week 13. So I, I, it, it, I could see, I could definitely see the, the Bills pulling it out and making the playoffs. But I, I mean, their schedule's got some problems. And with what Ricky said, where the Jets just, like, their schedule does them a lot of favors, my God, it does. <laughs> you 
you know, they got some tough matchups early, you know, the Cowboys and the Chiefs especially, but you got the Broncos. I, th- I think the Jets got that one, especially with all the heat around that game right now, uh, but with all the trash talk going on, I got the Jets in that. Then you have the Eagles. It's going to be a really hard one. Then you play the Giants. You play the Chargers, which are known to drop games. You play the Raiders. You got the Bills I think they can beat. You have the Falcons. You have the Texans. You have the Commanders. You have the Browns. You have the Patriots. All like that end half of the year. Like It just works out in their favor. Um, all right, let's go to the North. Let's go to the AFC North because it was just the next thing in line for, uh, I think, yeah, this is Jacob's, Jacob's predictions. Uh, so for the North, uh, he's got the Bengals going 11-6, and six, the Browns 10-7, and seven, the Ravens 9-8, and eight, and the Steelers 8-9, and nine, which would be Mike Tomlin's first losing season. Keep that in mind. Uh, his key takeaway, the Cincinnati Bengals have hit a point where we know what to expect from them. Their offense will be excellent, and their defense, despite replacing several key secondary members, will operate at a high level. They must survive the AFC North, and they'll be major Super Bowl contenders. Uh, let's see. For Ricky, uh, in AFC North, Cleveland is once again the laughing stock of the NFL. Cleveland should have a full season with. <laughs> I'm not gonna hard. I'm not gonna drop the hard R like he does, you know. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Cleveland should have a full uh, season with Deshaun Watson. Uh, it's not going to help much because the division could be the best uh, in football this season next to the NFC East. I don't know if you meant NFC or AFC East, but either way. I have three teams going to the playoffs in this division. The Bengals will struggle earlier in the season without Joe Burrow, but I believe their schedule highly favors them in the last six weeks of the season. That's very true. Uh, the Ravens will make a comeback this season as long as Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Mike Tomlin will prove once again why he is one of, if not the best coach in football. He's got the Bengals going 13 and four, the Ravens 12 and five, the Steelers 11 and six, and the Browns. He put, quote, who cares at this point? So, shout out to that. And then lastly, Steve Bengals 16 and one. That's bold, my guy. That is bold. Uh, this was probably also before Joe Burrow injury, though. Uh, Ravens 11 and six, uh, the Browns eight and nine, and the Steelers four and 13. So, Shane, what about you? What do you got for the AFC North? Honestly, I have this, this, um, AFC North kind of closer. I think this, this division's kind of closer than what people think. Um, I think the Browns, even though they're probably going to be the worst team in this division, I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the NFL by far. They, you know, they may be a bottom 10 team. But, you know, bottom 10 is a lot better than bottom three, um, even if it is divided by, you know, less than five games. But um, I, I say every, every, probably every team will have a winning, winning record in this division. I could really see that. Um, so I have both the Browns and Steelers going nine and eight um, with the Browns coming at the bottom, Steelers finishing third. Um, and then I have the Ravens 10 and seven and the Bengals, uh, kind of slipping away from what they did last year with their 12 and four record last year going 11 and five, uh, this year. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you know what? Me and you are kind of in the same boat with that one. You know, I've got the Browns bottom here, but I don't have them going like, you know, one and 16 or some shit, you know, uh, I've got them going eight and nine. Um, that does include getting a dub week one against the Bengals. Cause I'm kind of in the mindset of while the team is good, you know, not having Joe shot to my dog. She's in here with me. Both dogs are in here with me. Um, but I do, um, believe that, you know, the Bengals will struggle early. You know, in fact, I've got the Bengals starting zero and two losing to the Browns and the Ravens, but then catching a dub on the Rams and kind of picking it up from there. Uh, but I've got the Steelers going nine and eight, uh, missing the playoffs, you know, I think this is a team that still needs some work, and I think we need more to see more out of uh, Kenny Pickett. You know what I mean? Like, I really, I love Kenny Pickett, but I think we need to see more out of him. And the Steelers could sway this. Like, let me let me pull up the Steelers schedule real quick. Like, the Steelers could easily sway this man. Like, they they could you know catch multiple dubs. Like, I mean, I have them starting. I mean, for God's sake, four and one. I mean, they they can you know six and you know uh, five and one, five and one. I got them starting five and one. Yeah, and then losing uh, week eight, uh, catching a, mo- a couple more dubs, and then losing to the Browns, losing to the Bengals. I uh, have them losing to the, the Patriots because that feels like a game that could be a sneaky Patriot win, but the Steelers could easily take that. The Steelers could beat the Browns week 11. You know, uh, I've got the Seahawks winning week 17. Steelers could take that dub. Like, there, there are just some, like, sneaky – the losses that I have for the Steelers that basically take them out of playoff contention are sneaky losses. You know what I mean? 
Um, just, to, you know, like a, a trap games that I see. Uh, I've got the Bengals going 12. I mean, not the Bengals. I got the Ravens going 12 and 5, making the playoffs, and the Bengals going 13 and 4. Uh, even with the Joe Burrow injury, like I said, I got them starting 0 and 2 and then kind of picking up the pace from there. After that, after he's back, man, there's only a couple games I could see them losing. The Bills is one that I had. Uh, the Bills coming out on top and the Chiefs in week 17. Um, but I mean, I think the Bengals are going to be poised for it. It's like what Jacob said. They're, they're just, we know what to expect out of the Bengals at this point. Um, you know, high, high powered offense. And I think even without, um, Joe Burrow, I think the team, I think the team will be fine, you know, but behind a good running game, you got Jamar chase, you got, um, shit. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Who's the other receiver. <laughs> I'm trying to blank on his damn name. Oh my God. Yeah, I am too. Uh, he could be a number one guy somewhere and I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. So hard. I feel bad. He's a good receiver. Um, but no, I mean the team, the team is good. I think they'll be fine even with a backup quarterback personally. Do we know who's starting for them? Uh, I don't remember who their backup In is. In the let absence? Yeah, let me look. Because I know it was Brendan Allen, but he's with the 49ers now. Yeah, let me look. I'm actually not sure who they're, uh. But, um, while you do that, I'll kind of speak on Steelers and Browns again. I, I think they'll be pretty much the same teams, but in ways opposites, right? I think the Browns kind of probably win a game or two that they're not supposed to, and I think the Steelers probably lose a game or two that they're not supposed to, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, I could I could very easily see the Steelers slipping up a, against a team like, you know, the Texans that they're probably not really supposed to lose, but they do anyways. Um, and then on the flip side, I could see the Browns, you know, winning a game, uh, you know, against the Bengals or against the Ravens that they're really not supposed to be winning. Um so yeah uh and it's gonna be trevor simeon okay so i mean at least it's a guy with experience yeah maybe not very good experience but you know experience he can get the job done in some capacity he can throw it up to jamar chase he's got at least that no he's got he can throw it to jamar chase and he can hand it off in the backfield he'll be fine yeah for sure uh all right let's head let's head to the south uh let's head to the south because i feel like the west is a little bit more interesting conversation to end on than the afc south AFC South, I feel like, is uh, pretty lackluster in some in some ways. Uh, all right, let's start with Steve, because Steve's fucking high as a goddamn kite. Steve, if you're listening to this back, and I know you are, because you did last week, I want you to know how much of an idiot you are, and I will bet money with you right now uh, how horribly wrong you are on these predictions. This man's got the Titans going 12-5, and five, and that includes them going 6-0 and oh in the division. That's where you're high as a kite. Like, if the Titans magically get a winning record, that won't shock me, okay? But the fact they would go 6-0 in the division, have that good of a record, first off, that's insulting to the Jacksonville Duval Jaguars. Kiss my ass. And secondly, that's just a bad take, in my opinion. I, I, don't, I, just, I don't see the Titans being very competitive this year. And I, I could be wrong. You know, it's, it's still the Titans. They got Derrick Henry. They can just hand the ball off to forever. Uh, then he has the Jaguars going seven and ten, alongside the Colts going seven and ten, and the Texans going three and fourteen. I have a lot of disagreements with that, but me and me and uh, me and old Stevie, we can take that up another day. Uh, so next up, we have Ricky. I'll go through his. Uh, all right, let's see. AFC South weakest division, the second weakest division in football. I agree to that. Uh, Keynotes, high possibility Titans will set uh, Henry towards midseason. Could tank to get a high draft pick. Personally, it's time for a rebuild. They do have some young talent to build around. I agree to that. Um, don't get me wrong with the Colts. Texans is also starting to build by accepting to win more games this season. Uh, the Jags will be the best team in the South by far, and no one will come close to second, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, he's got the Jags going 13-4, and four, the Titans 6-11, and 11, the Texans 5-12, and 12, and the Colts 4-13. and 13. Uh, so I do agree with a lot of that, actually. In fact, uh, now look at that. Mine and his might be almost identical, if I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> no, it's not identical. It's not identical. But no, I mean, I, def I definitely see that as a as, as strong you know, possibility. I think, I think the Texans are going to win more games than people give them credit for because they don't really have anything to play for necessarily. You know, they don't have a first round, you know, they don't have anything to, like, you know, to gain out of losing. So I, th I think, you know, they don't have their first round draft picks. I think they're going to definitely, you know, be a lot more competitive team. My dogs are being very wild. Let's go to sniper cam. Uh, now, right when I go to sniper cam, they stop. Well, you guys calm down. Chill out. Uh, anyway, 
then next up, we have the AFC South for Jacob. He has the Jags going nine and eight, disrespectful. Uh, Titans going seven and ten. The Colts going six and eleven, and the Texans going five and twelve. That besides the Jaguars being nine and eight, that one feels pretty you know accurate as well. I feel like key takeaway. Uh, it finally felt like the Houston Texans took the rebuild seriously this offseason, hiring D'Amico Ryan's and drafting both C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. Uh, will give them franchise hope and some level of confidence. Uh, it should also uh, help to have one of the most favorable schedules in the NFL, both in terms of strength and how it's structured. That is also why I think it's 100% possible uh, for the Texans to win more games. Uh, now, I will say, even though I could see the Titans sneaking away with a winning record, I just said that, and I stand by that. I truly do. I think the Titans are heading to a rebuild. And I'm, I'm very critically harsh on the Titans. Like I, I really am <laughs> like aggressively harsh. And there's, I'm looking at the schedule that I'll admit there's probably some games in here. I could change. Uh, I have the Titans at one in 16. Okay. And I think it's also because they want their quarterback. I don't think it's going to be Will Levis. I really don't. I, I don't think one in 16 is hundred percent accurate. I'm looking at some of these games. They could win week one against the saints. Um, I don't see them winning against the Chargers. Week three against the uh, the Browns, I could sneak away with that dub. Uh, the, one of the Colts games, they can definitely, you know, I have them winning at one of the Colts games. They could win both Colts games. So I think one in sixteen is a little harsh. And if I had if I got, if I had time to redo this, I probably would try to give them a few more wins. So that's on me. Uh, the Colts, I have two and fifteen as well. I could see the Colts floating anywhere from two wins to like six wins. Uh, it just kind of depends on various factors. Uh, I just don't see this team being highly competitive this year because I don't think their schedule favors them that much. And at least my personal opinion, uh, which is a terrible one, mind you. Uh, and the tight and the Texans I have at four and 13, uh, I could see them float maybe one or two more wins as well. Uh, just because I think their schedule does favor them. And I think there's going to be a highly competitive team. Uh, and then the Jaguars, I do have going 13 and four, uh, with some pretty big, pretty big wins, you know, wins against the Bills. I have them beating the Steelers, um, you know, but I do have them losing some games. You would, you know, in natural instinct, expect them to lose. I have them losing to the Ravens, losing to the the Bengals, losing to the Niners, losing to the Chiefs. Uh, this division is going to be weak. Uh, I think I, I do think I'm being a little too harsh on the Colts and the Titans. I could see them getting some more wins than I have them projected, uh, but I don't see I don't see them making the playoffs. I don't see them getting you know, maybe the Titans with double-digit wins right at 10, maybe, but that's a big stretch in my opinion. I just don't see this team being competitive. I, f I don't think they're in the same realm as the Commanders where they're just like straight up trying to tank to get Caleb Williams, but I do think they're in that realm of where they're willing to do it. So I, I don't think Mike Rabel's job will be on the line. I feel like this is something that they would just willingly do to plan for the future because I don't think Will Levis will be the future for them. We know Ron Tannehill's not. So I definitely agree with that mindset that it's the second weakest division in football, though. Yeah, I would agree. Um, the only difference, which I, I think I've kind of broken off, you know, the stigma that we've had with the Colts and Anthony Richardson. Um, I started kind of really digging into his combine and stuff. I like the kid. Um, he's super raw, but if he can put it together, I think he'd be, you know, he could be worth a couple of wins, I think. Yeah. So I do have the Texans being at the bottom. Um, I think I had them like in the four to six range um, win-wise. Um, I had the Titans just above them, unfortunately. Um, I think right now, like, even though they're a young team, they're not going to be the greatest. But, I mean, you have Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Will Levis in that quarterback room. And they're all going to be clawing at each other's necks for that starting job. Yeah. So, and I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think any of them are going to be the guy, like, for the future, which I had high hopes for Malik, you know, coming out of Liberty, what, two years ago or whatever. So, yeah. But unfortunately, I don't think, you know, in, any of those guys are going to be the guy. So um, I have them in the 7 and 10 range, much like last year. Um, um, I have the Colts actually having a winning record at 9 and 8, second mm. place in the in the uh, AFC South. Mm, okay. Um, I think they'll surprise him because, I mean... Given, I, I still think they have one of the best teams around Anthony Richardson. 
Um, now, given if the rumors are true that Jonathan Taylor's requested a trade, then I think that, you know, flips this team on a dime and it, it, it will go bad very quickly. But as of right now, Jonathan Taylor's on the team. That's still a good team around Anthony Richardson. It just depends on what he what he does. Um, and I agree. Jaguars win the division. Um, I don't know if they get to 13 wins. Um, but I could definitely see a 10 to 12 range. Um, I think I have them at 11 and six, uh, winning the division. So I appreciate that support, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do vote all the support. Now, speaking of all the support, you'll see a lot of support from Ricky here and, uh, here soon once we get to awards and stuff, that's for sure. Uh, but no, like you know, the, this is uh, this is a great time to be a Jags fan or a Jags supporter because the Jags really can walk away with with this division, you know, pretty easily, honestly. Uh, and I think a lot, I think a lot of stuff you said is one hundred percent accurate, especially with the Colts. You know, like I said, if I if I would have looked at this before we started the show, I may have considered maybe, eh, let's, let's look at some of these games again for the Colts and the Titans. I do think I'm being a little bit harsh. I, out of everyone's predictions of the AFC South. With the exception of the Jaguars, I definitely think I'm the one that's probably most in the wrong because of the Colts and the Titans. I think the Texans, I feel like, is about accurate. I think four to five wins, I think, is what we'll see out of that team. Uh, but the Colts, I think they could get a few more dubs, which would then obviously alter my NFC picks. I'm, I'm locking it in. I'm leaving it alone. I'll take the, I'll take the L on the head. It's no big deal. But uh, exciting time to be a Jags fan, especially when they're going to get two easy wins back-to-back in London against the Falcons and the Bills. And, yes, the Bills will be an easy win. I hope, I think. All right. Uh, and then, of course, the AFC West, home of the Super Bowl champions, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, let's start with Steve, because this is another one of those situations of like, holy shit, what, what happened? <laughs> uh, he is the Chiefs winning the division at a 13-4. and four. The Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders, he has all three of them going five and twelve. What the hell? Yeah, that's bold. <laughs> that's, I'm gonna have to talk to him about some of these. I need to know his line of thinking on some of these. Uh, all right, let's going over to Ricky AFC West Chiefs and nobody close. I can kind of agree with that. We'll see in a moment though. Uh, the Raiders with second-year head coach Josh McDaniels will be another joke this season. Personally, McDaniels needs to go back to being a coordinator. Uh, I get and applaud my opportunity, uh, the, any opportunity, but it's proven he's a better coordinator than a head coach, and there's nothing wrong with that. The Raiders' schedule is, is pretty brutal, in my opinion. I do agree with that the schedule does not favor them at all. Chargers will be third in the division because I don't trust the head coach nor defensive coordinator. That's fair. Uh, Broncos won't make the playoffs because the AFC is strong, but as a whole, uh, but with a keynote, I do believe Sean Payton has had only three losing seasons ever in his career, and most of those were around the bounty gate times. Uh, Jacob has the Chiefs going 12 and 5, Chargers 10 to 7, the Broncos 8 and 9, and the Raiders 5 and 12. Key takeaway, it's make or break season for the Chargers in many ways, with Justin Herbert set to cash in soon. Head coach Brandon Staley, which he, of course he has cashed in now. Uh, head coach Brandon Staley has set to, has to prove he can win the big games and guide his team to the postseason with roster development. This team is highly talented but has struggled to win uh, in the margins key moments. I do agree. Uh, so for me, with that said, the Chargers, if the Chargers drop the ball, don't make the playoffs, lose round one in the playoffs, I do think Brandon Staley is getting fired. I think Brandon Staley is on the hot seat because his team is too damn good for him not to be good. Uh, with that said, even though I think Brandon Staley is a big question mark, I'm going to take my gamble and I'm going to say the Chargers are going to be a damn good football team. And Ricky's statement of it's the Chiefs and nobody close, I do agree with to an extent, with that one extent being the Chargers. I have the Chiefs winning the division at a 15-2 and record, giving them the number one seed in the conference. Uh, and I have the Chargers being right behind them with a 14-3. and And that 14-3 and uh, does involve them catching a dub on Kansas City. Um, I think it's late. I think it's week 18. Yeah, week 18 I ha in Los Angeles, I have the Chiefs winning that game. Um, the only games I have the Chargers losing is the Chiefs uh, week 7, uh, the Jets week 9, and the Bills week 16. 
I think there's a few games in here that could be trap games for him, like the maybe the Vikings, the Cowboys, even the Bears. I'll throw it out there. Even the Bears could be a potential trap game for him. Uh, the Lions week 10 as well. Uh, but right now, I think that I'm going to bank on the Chargers being a damn good football team. Uh, the Broncos, I have going 7-10, and 10, which is a vast improvement for them from last year. Um, I think Sean Payton's first year, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff to figure out. There's always a lot of stuff to figure out in a, new, in a, in a first you know, season under a new regime and everything. And it's going to be a make-or-break year for Russell Wilson if he's actually the guy or not. Um, you know, If he still is the guy that he once was. Uh, and then last, I do have the Raiders, and I had them going a brutal one in sixteen. I think I'm, I'm with Ricky, man. I think Josh McDaniels sucks as a head coach, uh, and I think it's going to show, and he's going to get fired, and this team is going to struggle all year long uh, with just the drama going around with Josh Jacobs, your best player, Jimmy G. I think will have some failure moments. Um, you know, Devontae Adams is. You know, Devontae Adams, yes, but I, I don't think we're going to see him pop off for 1,500 yards like we did last year. I think this team is going to really struggle this year. I think it's going to be a bad time to be a Raiders fan as long as Josh McDaniels the head coach. Uh, yeah, uh, I think the Raiders are uh, going to be competing for, for bottom bottom threes. Our top three pick in the draft. Yeah. Um, now it's a very, very well next year. You know, Devonta Adams is going to be gone. Josh Jacobs is going to be gone. Jimmy G once again is going to be left with scraps. Yeah. Um, it's really unfortunate for him. I think they did get a slight improvement with that position from going from Derek Carr from J J to Jimmy G. If Jimmy G can stay healthy. Um, but at the end of the day, this team is just not put together to win games. Yeah. Not right now. Um, they're they're. Their brightest kind of player right now on that team is, I mean, other than Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, is that defensive end. I forgot his fucking name. Um, oh, uh, Max Crosby. I mean, even then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even then, like I said, um, you know, two or the two years before this year, really bad drafts, had some players getting, you know, kicked out of the league pretty much. Um, and then, like I said, confrontation with contracts with Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams not liking the situation there. They're going to be gone next year, whether it's via trade or free agency, however their, their contracts work out. Yep. So I have them bottom, like I said, three and or three and 14. I have the Broncos improving, still not being a good team, but improving, which it's, I mean, it's not hard to improve from five and 12, right? Yeah, but, yeah true. Um, even though I may not like Sean Payton as a person, he is a very good coach. True. Um, much like Pete Carroll. Um, I guess I have that trend with my favorite teams. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But um, but Sean Payton gives improvements, and unfortunately, it is going to be another losing re another losing records or losing season for him. I would like to see them to get to eight wins, but I don't think they'll get there. If they can steal one or two, they could get there. But I think the low end is probably six and eleven for them. Mm -hmm. um, on the high end, eight. Um, but they're definitely going to be in that range. Um, I agree uh, with the Chargers being number two and a lot closer to the Chiefs than what most people think. Um, I think they've got all the key pieces. Uh, that receiver they drafted, uh, Quinston Johnson or Quentin Johnston. Yeah, Quentin. He, yeah, he looks like a stud from, you know, the training camp videos I've seen and things like that from what people have said, uh, said about him, which we had uh, concerned about his drops. Yeah, um, I was super critical on him. My prediction is that he's going to be a bust. I was very critical yeah. on him, and I, I'm going to remain – I'm going I'm not going to backpedal on it now. I'm going to stick with it. If he proves me wrong – like Jamar Chase, that's one. That's my most notable failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll back. I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I'm for sure sticking with it until he shows me something differently. You know, it's a lot different when you have going against your teammates, who's, you know, maybe or maybe not going 100 percent against you. Yeah. You know, you know, you go up against another team, they're you know most of the time going to go 110 percent on you the whole entire time. So let's see what he's like when you get some actual competition against him, um, especially NFL talent, um. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to have a good team. Um, I don't think Brandon Staley is going to be on the hot seat, even if they don't make the playoffs. Because, at the end of the day, we all know how hard the AFC is, right? Yep. I mean, they're they're probably ten, 8 to 10 deep right now. 
I mean, you could probably take the top two teams from every every division and be like, yeah, they can contend. You know, if this happens, they can contend for a Super Bowl. Yeah. So uh, you, you cannot say that for the NFC. So um, I have them at 12 and 5 and the Chiefs at 13 and 4. Okay. Yeah, no, and what you said about the AFC and just like uh, the teams, I mean, that's 100% accurate. Besides, you know, the AFC South, of course. I mean, you can take top three teams for a couple conferences and be like, they can contend. You know what I mean? Uh, AFC is just so loaded, man. Like, it makes it tough to kind of, you know, predict which way it's going to go. I feel like any prediction anyone throws out there for, like, playoffs and stuff, I think it's all fair. I think it's I think it's fair. You know, you, you can tell me that, um, you know, the, uh, the Bengals will win. I'll say, that's fair. You can tell me the Chiefs, that's fair. The Bills, that's fair. The Jags, that's fair. Chargers, that's fair. Dolphins, that's fair. Ravens, that's fair. list goes on, you know. Uh, AFC is stacked, so... Uh, all right, let's get to the uh, playoff predictions as well as Super Bowl prediction from the team we had going last week. So I'll start with Jacob. The way his seeding played out was one-seed Chiefs, two-seed Bengals, three-seed Bills, four-seed Jags, five-seed Browns, six-seed Chargers, seven-seed Dolphins. Uh, with that, he has the Bengals uh, winning the AFC, is how he has it playing out, going to the Super Bowl uh, versus the Philadelphia Eagles, and he has the Bengals coming out on top for the Super Bowl wins. A shout-out to that. Uh, for Ricky, let's see. His seeding plays off as Chiefs, Bengals, Jags, Jets, uh, Ravens, Dolphins, and Steelers, and he has the Bengals going to the Super Bowl as well, and he has the Bengals winning the Super Bowl against the 49ers that he predicted last week. Uh, so for me, let me, uh, let me back out of this. So my seating played out as the Chiefs won, uh, Jags two, Jets three, Bengals four, Chargers five, Dolphins six, Ravens seven. So I have the Chargers and Jets in the wild card. Give me the Jets on that one. Got the Dolphins, Jags. Give me Jags, Bang- Ravens, Bengals. Give me the Bengals. Uh, then going into the divisional round, my divisional round went away. Uh, bottom line for the playoffs, is, since it went away, I have the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. I think the Jags can you know, make it all the way to the AFC Championship against the Chiefs, but I got the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. I don't think we're going to see a crack in the armor there. Um, so I think I had the Eagles going back. I had the 49ers. I had the Eagles going back. So I basically have a rematch. I'm basic. I have uh, Chiefs and Eagles, uh, but I have the Eagles winning at this time. Uh, yeah, so I have, of course, your four division winners, um, one seed to four seed, uh, Chiefs, Bills, uh, or did I have the Jets winning? I forgot. I think I had the Bills winning, right? That division? I think you had, that's a good maybe question. It was the Jets. I think it was the Jets. I think I did. <laughs> I, I think, no, I did have the Jets winning because I said they were going to sign Davon Cook and win, yeah, that's and win the was. division. Yeah. So I have the Chiefs, Jets, Bengals, uh, Jags, top four seeds. Uh, Bills make it in the wild card uh, at the five seed. Uh, Ravens, six seed. Honestly, Chargers at the seven seed or, you know, in that five to seven range. Um, so I'm going to put the Chargers there at seven. So that's my seven teams making the playoffs. It's tough. I have three teams that from the AFC that are kind of a a step or two above everybody else um, as far as not only expectations, but maybe as teams. Uh, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Jets. That's really the four teams, really. I know I said three, but really four. Um, I don't think the Jets get there this first year. I would love it. I think, but um, I don't think he's going to get there. I am going to predict the same thing I did last year, and hopefully it comes true. The Bills get to the Super Bowl, (laughs) but they do not win it. The Eagles win it. Jalen Hurts gets his first ring. Okay. All right, bet. All right. Uh, yeah, and that, and like I said, just finish going on a monologue about that's fair. <laughs> no, I just think the Eagles got too. I, I think they got too much, too much better. You know what I mean? 
They got, they got two better. Uh, that's not the right pronounce. That's not the right grammar. That's poor grammar on my end. But they just got so much better. You know, with the you know with the pieces they they drafted and everything. It's just it's tough for me not to see the Eagles number one make the Super Bowl and number two winning the Super Bowl. You know, this is another season like I, another season for Jalen Hurts to just continue to get better. It's just hard not to see the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Um, all right, so then we'll finish things up with uh, award predictions. Uh, you don't have to do them all if you only want to do a couple. I know you said last week that you had the NFL MVP being NFC guys. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I jokingly said it would be Justin Fields. That was obviously a joke. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, So for Ricky, he's got the NFC MVP as Dak Prescott. He said, laugh, 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 not going to happen. Uh, and then AFC MVP, he's got Trevor Lawrence, and he's got the NFL MVP as Trevor Lawrence as well. So shout out to that. Uh, for Jacob, he gave the full awards uh, prediction. So for NFL MVP, he's got Joe Burrow. For Offensive Player of the Year, he's got Jamar Chase. Defensive Player of the Year, he's got Sauce Gardner or Micah Parsons. One is going to get injured this season. The other will win the award is what he said. Uh, rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, he's got Bryce Young. CJ will give him a run for his money, but Bryce has better talent to throw to. Defensive Rookie of the Year, he's got Devin Witherspoon. Comeback Player of the Year, Tua or Russell Wilson. Coach of the Year, Sean Payton. That's his. So Shane, who's this? Who's this NFC, NFL MVP? Is it just Jalen, or is it someone else? So, I think I'm going to go with Jalen, but I will tell you, I who I was going to go with originally um, was going to be Dak Prescott. I think if he hmm. can do away with his interception problem and gets this team to an NFC Championship, which I know the the awards come out before that, right? But, um, you know, get them to, you know, I don't think they'll win the NFC East, but if he gets them close and splits with the Eagles and put up really good numbers and has maybe a one to four interception record, one to five record, you know, maybe, you know, 30 and five, something like that, 30 touchdowns, five interceptions. Yeah. I think he'll be in that conversation. Now, will he win it? I don't know. But, yeah, I have Jalen Hurts with the overall MVP. And I'm not going to lie to you. I also considered um, Geno Smith. I know y'all were like, oh, I bet it's Geno Smith. <laughs> but um, he would probably be my third overall um, like in that running, especially if the Seahawks do what I want them to do this year and win the division and do all that kinds of stuff. Um, AFC... Um, I'm going to have Joe Barrow, even though, even though I have the bills, um, with the number two overall seed or three overall seed or whatever seed I had them at and making it to the Super Bowl, I think Joe Burrow with his injuries that he's coming off of and the season that he can have, I think it'll just be a storybook and it can be almost a Cinderella kind of season for him. Because, I mean, he's probably going to miss, what, four to six games? Mm-hmm. At, somewhere in that range. And he could still toss up, you know, four or 5,000 yards. I mean, that, that'd that be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, As far as numbers-wise, to do that in, in you know, 11, 12 weeks. Um, so, yeah. Um, As far as Rookie of the Year, I do think it's going to be Bryce on the off- offensive side of the ball. Um, defense side of the ball. Honestly, it would not surprise me if it's fucking um, the defensive tackle that went to Georgia. I forgot oh, his name Jordan already. Davis. Yeah. Um, you know, because that defense is so stacked. He's gonna have. It's gonna be free game for him. I got. I got to pull up the NFL draft. I'm drawing a blank on some of these guys at the top. <laughs> I really am. I'm drawing a massive blank for a couple of the rookies. I'm refreshing. Um, my, but comeback, my brain. comeback player of the year. I would agree with. I think it was Jacob. He's either going to be Russell Wilson or um, Tua. And Sean Payton, coach of the year. I'm here for it. Any day of the week. <laughs> here for it. That huh? means my Broncos. Because that means my Broncos are doing something. Yeah, they're doing something right. You know what I mean. Uh, all right, so for me, for NFL MVP, I'm going to go very basic on this one. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. I just don't see – I don't see the guy slowing down. I just don't, guys. I really, really don't. 
Uh, for offensive uh, player of the year, I do have Justin Jefferson. You know, they drafted uh, Jordan Addison. Um, you know, Adam Thielen walked, but with uh, it being a rookie as his counterpart now, I think I think we're going to see him get even more targets and catches and yards than he did before. You know what I mean? Like, I really, really do. Uh, so I got Justin Jefferson winning uh, offensive player of the year. For defensive player of the year, I could see Micah. I could see Sauce. And I, honestly, my instincts want me to go Sauce Gardner. I, uh, I, I, Sauce Gardner, or honestly, basic answer, maybe even T, uh, Aaron Donald. I, I don't think the Rams will be very good, but I think Aaron Donald will be damn good. You know what I mean? I really – I think Aaron Donald will be damn good this year. Like – true Aaron Donald fashion but I like Sauce Gardner here as probably my number one for uh you know defensive player of the year for offensive rookie of the year Bryce Young is in my opinion the easiest way to go because he's going to be like the only shining spot of that team he's going to be the reason they win games but I'm going to give you an alternate one Shane and I'm going to give the listeners I'm going to give Ricky an alternate one I'm going to give Jacob an alternate one to think about here but John Robinson out of Atlanta as offensive rookie of the year. The return of running backs, baby. Let's get it. I'm going to lock in Robinson. I feel like he's going to get a ton of yards in receiving and rushing. This dude is balling out in camp right now, just destroying DBs in their passing game, plus what he can do in the run game. Give me Robinson as our offensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. I'm not going to go Jordan Davis either. And I'm not going to go whatever Ricky and Jacob said, uh, whatever Jacob said. Jacob had Devin Witherspoon. I'm not going Devin Witherspoon either. Uh, for defensive rookie of the year, uh, I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon for the New England Patriots. I feel like that's a match made in heaven right there but there's multiple people that could be that defensive rookie it could be will anderson it could be jordan davis i mean not jordan davis jordan davis was an older guy jalen carter is who it was my Jaylen bad carter. I, jordan yeah, yeah, davis yeah, yeah, yeah. is he is an eagle jordan davis was drafted last year he's an eagle right now my bad jalen carter is who we were talking about our bad whatever uh i think there's a lot of defensive uh rookie of the year guys and i will say this for offensive rookie honestly if i had to give you my top three offensive rookie guys right now Bryce Young would come in at number three do you want to know who I would have at number two Shane and you're gonna like this my number two Ooh. is your boy up in Seattle JSN JSN oh, Bajan yeah. Robinson yeah, yeah, yeah. okay give me one of those two for offensive rookie of the year that's who I like it right there okay um next up I would have what uh comeback uh comeback player of the year yeah comeback player so Russell Wilson, I think, is very fair. Um, I think Tua's fair, but I'm going to give you two different names. I think both of them are very likely, and that's Odell Beckham with the Ravens or Calvin Ridley with the Jaguars. Give me Calvin Ridley. Comeback player of the year, baby. Lock it I like, in. I like those, but I'll give, you, I'll give you two more that you're probably not even thinking of. Okay. And one player is gonna will highly will highly have to contribute to not only his team winning, uh, well, not really like have to contribute a lot because their team's gonna be stinky. But I mean, if he puts up decent game or two, they're not supposed to. His name will be mentioned, John Mechie. Ooh, with the Houston Texans. That's true. Yeah, if he balls out, that could be a good comeback player of the year candidate. You right and there. And then. Jamison Williams with the Detroit Lions. Also true. Also true. Uh, coach of the year. You know what? I'm going to give you the coach of the year that should have been the coach of the year last year. Give me Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. Okay? He should have been coach of the year last year. He's going to win coach of the year this year. Book it, baby. Go ahead and whatever sports book has got his odds, hammer it. Hammer some cash down. Jaguars are going to run that division. Coach Peterson, come, you know, coach of the year. Calvin Ridley, comeback player of the year. T-Law could be offensive player of the year. Book it. Let's get it. Show me a Jaguar sweep this year. Oh, yeah, like ba it. oh yeah, baby. Let's go. Duval! We're here for it. Uh, 
Anyway, so that covers all of our predictions. Like I said, next week we will be doing, we'll be jumping into the college football realm uh, with group of five predictions. We're doing conference winners, just general conversation about group of five teams, team just to watch for, all of that good shit. Uh, Shane, you got anything that you want to shout out before I hit the music and we get out of here? Nope. Um, I'm hungry. I'm about to go eat. I agree. don't know exactly what yet, but I'm going to find something. I agree. I'm also really hungry. So hopefully you made it to the end of the show. If you did, we appreciate the hell out of you. Make sure to tune in next week. We're live every Tuesday now, back for the football season around 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, next week, like I said, Group 5, then Power 5. Then we actually get in our predictions here in a couple weeks as well. Uh, we uh, In a few weeks, actually. We'll be, we should be having our fantasy draft live on the show before the Thursday for NFL kickoff for our fantasy league. Uh, me and Shane here were... The runner-up me, champion him uh, for last year's Fantasy League. So shout out to that. Uh, so definitely make sure to tune in that episode and watch our rage reactions live, potentially, of when someone drafts a player that we really fucking wanted. So can't wait for it. Make sure to join the Discord, check, join our polls, and compete against us in predictions. Uh, go over to Agent Inc., go over to Rogue Energy. Use our referral link down below. We'd appreciate that extra support. Uh, until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye.